Good afternoon. Today I have Vicky with me. Hi, Vicky. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm, I'm Vicky Beebe and I write um, World War II sagas for Canelo. Um, and I've been, I've been writing on and off about 10 years, but uh, I got my, well, I got my first publishing deal with the Wild Rose Press a few years ago. And that was sort of with a few um, um, medieval romances. But um, then last year I got uh, my Canelo deal with, uh, with the, um, my, my World War II fiction, my saga fiction. Uh, did you always want to be a writer? Uh, yeah, I'm one of those people that I, I think it's quite common that when I was when I was small, I wanted to be an author. It's like my dream was to be an author. But then I sort of got distracted by life and I went on into wanting to well, end up being a maths teacher via civil engineering and all sorts of other things. So I was sort of quite techie background, really. Um, but then, oh, it must have been about sort of 15 or so years ago, I started, I actually started writing fan fiction. I'm not going to tell you what to... <laughs> what, what fandom I was writing in but I was sort of getting good feedback on that and I was really just loving writing so then I started writing my own fiction and make up my own characters and everything it went from there yeah and what made you take the plunge and actually try and um, get a novel published I suppose it's just that it's something I'd wanted to do you know really I was sort of you know reviving my childhood dream so um I decided that because I was really enjoying just writing that it might made sense to try and go for a full length novel and then try and get published. And um, is historical the uh, sort of stuff you read? Is that why you wrote that or is that just something you were drawn to? I, 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 mean, I really love historical, but I'm quite eclectic with, with taste. So I, I read a lot of historical stuff, but I'll, I mean, when I'm writing, I, I actually I find I can't read the historical, so I, I've been I've been reading a lot of science fiction recently, and I love sort of the modern rom coms and everything. So I, I read an awful lot of different stuff, but yeah, I do love historical. Yeah. Um, and is World War Two something that particularly interests you? Yeah, I mean another another confession. Now, when I was growing up, I got two brothers. Um, my older brother used to buy me Biggles books for, for my birthday and Christmas because that's what he wanted. And so despite him, I'd read them and I really got into them. So I really, and then all the old um, World War II films and everything. So I really got into World War II kind of stuff. So yeah, I loved it. That sort of atmosphere of danger and everything I really liked. <laughs> um, what's the most interesting thing you found doing research for your books? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I suppose it's just... I've been really bowled over. I can't really think of a particular snippet, you know, like an interesting fact, but I've generally been bowled over about how, how what the work that women were doing was so um, so responsible, like, you know, in, in the operations room, in, in fighter squadrons, they were really responsible for, for what was going on in the air in many ways. And, you know, it's just, it's been a real eye-opener to, to read because of course they had to sign the Official Secrets Act. It was only quite recently that we've been finding out what they were doing, that they've been able to write about their experiences because, um, you know, pilots pretty much from the word go were able to write books about what, you know, their experiences in the air. So we, all we know about is the Battle of Britain pilots, but we didn't know what the women were doing back on, on the ground. And it's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read a book by a lady called Laura Thomas and she based it on the story of her grandma and um, she was uh, sent over to France um, to work over there, and she, you know, she was on um, on the beach and stuff as well. So yeah, I was 
amazed I didn't realize that women had such a massive role in the world so yeah, yeah it was, was a real eye-opener um if you were to be transported into any of your own books as a character which book would you like to be in oh that's difficult I think um I think I would like to be Evie in the Oxford Girls the first book of my series because she's a total maths geek and I'm a maths I, I love maths and so I, I and so I kind of wanted to write a character, a female character who was good at math, because so many times you sort of see char female characters who, who go, oh, I can't, I can never do math. So I really wanted to have somebody who really enjoyed math. So yeah, I'd like to like to be in her shoes and, and take on this role that involved having a good maths uh, knowledge, yeah. Well, when you wrote your first book, were you planning on writing a series? When I started it, I was more thinking along the lines of a straightforward historical romance sort of you know I, I was trying to write trying to get approached by Mills and Boone for some time but I sort of failed so I, I was still kind of writing that kind of that kind of book so I started off with Evie being the main character but suddenly these other two girls appeared and their characters were so strong I couldn't keep them down so I in the end it, sort of, it became this more of a you know it, but I was halfway through the first book, I knew I wanted it to be a three book series. And that's certainly how I applied it to my agent when I was uh, going, you know, getting an agent, yeah. <laughs> so is that, that, that your end point and then you're gonna move on to something else? Oh, you after mean after three? The, yeah. After three, yes, I, I've started, um, I've got another contract with Canelo for three books about it, about Wren's uh, Signa, Vision of Signa Wren's on Orkney. So I'm, I'm I actually, it's funny because I'm, you know, now, Sort of plugging my my latest my last um WAF book but I'm, I'm sort of halfway through the Christmas book of of the Wren series now so it's funny it's funny to switch uh, from saying goodbye to one set of characters and keep switching back yeah <laughs> um who's been your favorite character to write so far um it's, it's difficult to say um because I, I love all my characters for very different reasons. You know, it's like saying who's your favourite child or something. So I mean, I've already mentioned Evie because she's this maskey. So I, you know, I really love that about her. And then I've got May, my second book, and and she was really really shy, and, and so there's an awful lot I sort of get get to from May. But I really enjoyed writing Jess as well because she's totally the opposite of me, and she's really outgoing, and she always knows the right thing to say, you know, without having to plan it for six months or something. So uh, I, I had a lot of fun writing her as well. I, it's hard, I couldn't say who's my favourite, but I just really enjoyed sort of getting into the heads of different characters. <laughs> And what's been your um, the most fun scene to write, and what's been the hardest? Oh, okay. The fun scene back in the first book, um, Eve has got a bit of a, a nemesis. This girl who used to bully her at school. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but I, I got a scene where she gets payoff for that big time, and she really gets one over on, on this uh, this girl who had been really bullying her. So I really I love writing that scene the most difficult it's always the emotional scenes I find difficult actually it's really trying to dig into the emotion because I'm you know I'm sort of very straight-laced English don't like to show my emotions so it's I it, it really I have to work really hard to kind of dig, dig out that like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I can imagine especially uh books based on the war I imagine they're even harder emotionally yeah 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 and I, also the thing about writing in the war is that you, you've got to bear in mind all the time that it, this was real 
uh, you know, and real suffering for for some people. Well, not some, a lot of people. And and I just because it happened so many years ago, I don't want to belittle the experiences that people had. But although I'm although a book's entertainment, I'm trying not to kind of. It's hard, isn't it? Because I don't want to. You know, make money out of other people's suffering. There were a few subjects I have avoided writing about, even though I really had it in my mind to write about them at first. But I thought, no, I can't. I can't go there in a book that's supposed to be a heartwarming, feel-good, sort of <laughs> romantic fiction. So yeah. Uh, would you consider writing any other genres? Um, well, I mean, I did start off writing straight historical romance, which is slightly different from, say, a saga. Uh, at the moment, I'm really, I really love writing sagas because it gives me the opportunity to sort of really cover a lot of different kind of genres because you get a bit of adventure, a bit of romance, a bit of history. You get all. It's like, if you have read sagas, I'd you know, I suggest having a look because you get all these kind of different. You know, have a bit of mystery in there and all that. So yeah, but um, I don't know. I mean, may, maybe you know, I can't, I can't think of doing it now. But maybe sort of five years down the line. I might, might want to change and maybe sort of cosy crime or something like that, who knows? <laughs> um, is there one moment so far since you started writing that stands out for you as your best moment? Oh, I think um, because my first with the Option Girls was um, the shortlisted for uh, the Romantic Saga of the Year Award at the BRNA this year and that was it was just such a high I heard just before Christmas and honestly it was the best Christmas although it was like lockdown Christmas so horrible in that way the same thing it was a really good Christmas because I've just I've, it was a real boost yeah and what's your biggest dream oh <laughs> I don't know how big can I go be the first saga novelist to win the Booker Prize I don't know <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah I, I think <laughs> I think that's mentioned a Booker Prize actually. That's interesting. I don't know, but realistically, I think it'd be lovely just to walk into you know, a big bookshop and see my books on you know, one of the tables at the front, something like that. That'd be really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you made lots of author friends. Yeah, through the Romantic Novelist Association, I've, I've been I've been a member for some years. I started off with, with the New Writers Scheme. And I'm a member of the Birmingham chapter, so I sort of you know, made a lot of friends through there. And I, I think I probably wouldn't have carried on writing really if it hadn't been for the encouragement I made from them. So yeah, it's been it's been a really been really helpful to to know other authors and know that human really, and that it's a possible dream. <laughs> I've heard that uh, crime writers in real life are really nice, and romantic authors are not so much. So I guess that's not the case. <laughs> No, I haven't. I haven't found that. I, bit, I find a lot of support and everything through a romantic novelist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you get a lot of feedback from readers? Yeah, I, I've been surprised. I've been really bowled over actually at how much, um, how many reviews and everything I've been, I've been getting. It's been wonderful. So, um, so yeah. Uh, and um, I had a, a nice one over the other day. It's somebody who said she had a really been having a really tough year and this book made her feel better. And that just kind of made me feel, yeah, that's that's kind of why I, well, not the only reason I write, but it's a big reason I write. So you want to, and that's why I read, is to sort of be honest, escape from, you know, like day-to-day -day humdrum stuff or escape from, you know, um, things that aren't going so well. So it's really lovely to know that readers get the same experience from my books as well, yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> Um, if you're able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? Ooh. 
I, you know, I would really like to spend the day with Rosemary Sutcliffe. She, um, she wrote children, mainly children's books, but she did write some adults books as well. And she was really the first person that got me into her books, got me into historical um, fiction. And she wrote a lot about the Eagle of the Nights and everything. And I just, I just love the way she thinks, you know, just the, the, the words she uses. I would just love to spend a day learning from her. You know, and about how she wrote, how she researched. I just lo I loved her books. I still read them now, you know, even though they're children's books, I still go back. They're my sort of comfort reads. I just go back and, uh, and read them again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you like to do when you're not writing? Um, well, I mean, when I'm not working or writing, it doesn't leave very many hours in the day, but I, I love going out for walks and stuff, um, cycling. Um, I, I'm quite, a, I think I must be quite a boring person, you know, but I, I just love going out in nature and into the woods and it kind of just helps you recharge. If you've been working all day at a computer, going out and um, having a walk in the woods and just hearing the bird song just helps me kind of helps wash away all that sort of stress. So yeah, I can, I can advocate having a walk a day. It really helps. I think that's something I noticed in the first lockdown was because it was so quiet, all you could hear was the birds and it was quite mm. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Now I heard a cuckoo for the first time in years last year, last spring. It was amazing. Yeah, just with just that, yeah, the, the quiet, the silence. It was wonderful to hear the bird song. Yeah. Um, if you were to have a dinner party uh, with four famous people, who would you invite? <laughs> um, well, I mean, obviously, one would have to be David Tennant because I've got a massive crush on him. So, absolutely, David Tennant. Yeah, um, likewise. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so can they be dead, dead or alive? Did you say? Or... Yes. Okay. Um, another big author is a big influence on me. Although I don't write in his style at all, but Douglas Adams, I would love. You know, he wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and everything, and I, and I would love to to have met him. It's so sad that he died so young. So definitely putting him on my list. Mm -hmm. um, I would really like to meet. Um, so going right back in history now, but uh, the Empress Matilda in the you know the um, the anarchy. Uh, she she it was like between her and King Stephen for the throne of England at one point back in the eleven hundreds and everything. And she must have been such a strong woman. So I would love to meet. Obviously, we wouldn't understand a word if each other said. So let's have to have some kind of weird thing that meant we could understand our languages. But um, I would really like to meet her and oh. Oh, Stephen Fry, just because he, he just he'd, he'd hold he because he's so knowledgeable, he would just hold all these different people together, I think, and, and keep the conversation going whenever it lagged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd be in mine as well. I didn't think about it, David Tennant, but yeah, actually, I might have to reconsider what mine because <laughs> he is rather nice. <laughs> um, I'm guessing that the answer would be back. Um, if you were able to go to any period in history, where would you choose? You can go back or forwards. Oh, I, I would definitely go back. Oh, there's just so many to choose from, though. Because so actually, I'm really, I'm really interested in stuff like, uh, like the really uh, prehistoric history, like you know, sort of when Stonehenge was built, that sort of thing. And so I maybe, yeah, I'd like to go. Oh, oh Orkney, because that, that that was even their stuff up there is even older than Stonehenge. So maybe go to Orkney when the first stone circles being built, just to see, you know, how how they did it and and why they did it. Yeah, I think yeah, definitely that Orkney in the near. Bit. 
Yeah, that's cool, actually. That's interesting. <laughs> um, who was your first celebrity crush? Apart from David Tennant, I'm just like, God, who my first? Oh, I mean, I did have a crush on Simon Le Bon. That, that'll date me now. You'll know how old I am now, but definitely as a teenager, yeah, Simon Le Bon. I thought he was pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Um, I asked one person once, they were bright red, which is really funny, but, which just amuses me, to be honest. <laughs> I have to have some fun too. <laughs> Um, and if you were stranded on a desert island, what three things would you want with you? Um, so I can't have a person. I couldn't have Bear grills or anything like that, could I? Because I think that he would be useful. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, you know, why not? Someone had a hotel once, so. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of roughing it with Bear grills, showing me how to do it. But yeah, just having a hotel would be better, yeah. Solves a lot of problems, and then you can yeah. have two fun things. Yeah, so it's so our bear grills. Uh, then I have my Kindle, and I'll obviously then we'll need a solar charger so that my Kindle never runs out of charge. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is uh, is your TBR as insane as everyone else's? Yeah, I mean my Kindle is kind of so full. I I think I would need to live till about. 12,000 years old to get through it all and um, I won't if I turn my computer a little way around uh, okay I'll dare this this will shock everybody but <laughs> that, that's like about stacked about 12 books deep <laughs> oh blimey <laughs> I don't have as I said on my um my bio in my books it says I live in a house with not enough bookshelves that is the bookshelf in my house and everything else is just sort of stacked on the floor in my bedroom and everything like that. Yeah, but, you know, that's the only bookshelf I've got in my house. You can see that it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, I can totally relate, don't worry. <laughs> Even with Kindles, how have we ended up with so many physical books? So I don't I get know, it. I know. But I mean, research books, it's difficult to have a research book on a Kindle because it's quite hard to quickly flick through and find a particular passage that you're looking for. So if it's a book I found really useful, like, even if I've got it on Kindle first, I often then buy it again in uh, you know, paperback as well. Yeah, yeah so I don't know if that's an old school thing because I've just finished doing a degree and um, I had to, I couldn't handle having textbooks on the laptop or, you know, I had to have the physical, I couldn't do it, I needed, the actual book so yeah I don't know whereas all the young people they they were all fine with it electronically. I, mean, I love reading yeah, um, fiction on Kindles because I don't have to flip backwards and forwards in a fiction book and it means I can go on holiday with just my Kindle and not go on holiday with 12 suitcases you know so uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you well maybe not but, but you get the idea so, so Kindles are brilliant for fiction but yeah they're not so good for the non-fiction book. Yeah yeah it's weird. Uh, what's the last book that made you cry? Well, you know, I'm not really a a crier. So I, I don't normally cry at books. The last thing I cried at was Paddington 2. So, you know, just... <laughs> but I, I don't normally cry at books. It's weird. I just think I get so into them. That I don't, you know, I don't sort of think of my own emotions. I'm just sort of there in the, in the story. <laughs> Um, and which author would you most fangirl over if you were to meet them? 
Oh, um, in fact, I did. <laughs> Lindsay Davis, she wrote the Falco books in set the, like the Roman Britain, or not Roman Britain, Roman crime books, and they're brilliant. And I did meet her, she did a talk in the Shrewsbury, I went to meet her, and I, I went to get a book signed, and I was just stammering about how much she meant to me and everything, and I got slunk away like that in the end, you know. <laughs> so, yes, I already have fangirls over Lindsay Davis. <laughs> oh, bless him. I know, I've just been to Harrogate, and... Um, and I'm surprised by just how relaxed authors are. And I think they just look at us weirdos at fangirling and just like, oh, really? <laughs> Especially some of the guys, some of the uh, male authors were quite tasty. So, yeah, there, <laughs> some of the ladies were quite taken with them. <laughs> um, are there um, events? Are you going to attend any um, events coming up? like signings and things? I haven't got anything lined up at the moment. Um, so I live in, in Shropshire and and we often, well, we used to do a, a sort of signing, book signing event for authors in, in Wellington, but that's all sort of seems to have ground to a halt over the COVID crisis. So hoping that that will sort of pick up again soon because it was nice just to, you know, to meet readers and stuff, but yeah. I'm a bit isolated here, so I don't get to go out very much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, is there any in the anywhere in the world that you haven't been to that you'd like to visit? Oh, there are loads of places. I mean, I would. I'd really like to go to you know, Scandinavian countries. I've never been to any. I'd like to go up to sit and see the Northern Lights. That'd be brilliant. Um, but also, I'd love to go to like a Pacific island, like you know Tahiti or something like that. That would be lovely too, and just chill out well you wouldn't chill out in Tahiti but you know you get the idea <laughs> yeah. yeah so I mean there are loads of places I'd love to go but I tend to keep going back to the same old places now <laughs> um, when you're editing what is one of your most overused words or phrases um just <laughs> that's a big that's a biggie uh well I've seen that everyone starts the sentence saying well, <laughs> I have to keep take crossing out all the wells. Yeah, I've got quite a lot of them, I think. But yeah, Justin Weller, too big. I saw my editor would go, no, it's, it's this, you know, and I haven't even noticed it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you have loads of book ideas ready to be written, or is it? Are you a person where something comes to you and then you go for it? I, I, I get that. You know, I, I get a book idea and I sort of start writing everything and then I, I get bombarded. So I do research around that book. Of course, I find out so much about other things that I can't cram into that one. And so I've got I have got loads of ideas for the books that are just waiting in the wings, you know, hoping that, like, say that that Wren book, um, that I'm, you know, the Wren series I say, that I'm writing now. I, I sort of thought about that about halfway through the first book of my WAF book. <laughs> and I had to kind of, you know, keep that down so I didn't write it. You know, I didn't stop writing my WAF books, and they are, I've got loads of books, and I want to go back, return to the WAF, and do some um, stuff in Bomber Command. And there's, I've got ideas for because when I was writing the first book about the um, uh, the what what's, what was the Morris Works in Cowley, but it was it was used to repair um, aircraft during the war, and I, I didn't realise that my my grandfather worked there. I knew he worked in that factory, but I didn't realise he worked there in the war. So I, I love sort of to write about that because a lot of women work there, you know, repairing these Spitfires and Hurricanes and everything that came in. So 
yeah, I've got so many ideas of books I want to read. Yeah, so uh, maybe maybe one day I'll get through them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, totally forgot what I was going to ask you then. Oh, do you hide any um, secret jokes or messages in your books or any Easter eggs that only a few people will understand? Yeah, there is some... Um... I, I did it in, in the Ops Room Girls because this was some years ago now. I was uh, with my Welsh friend in, I can't remember where I was, but it was, um, there was a, it, it was either something like a shopping centre or somewhere with lifts anyway. And there was a sign that in English said lifts to all floors. And I'm not going to attempt to say the, the Welsh because I would get it wrong and I would deeply offend any people watching it who were Welsh. But um, the, for, to me, for me as an English person, it looked like it was uh, lifts to Bob Law. Now I know it's not how you say it, but um, so I said, I just said to my friend, and I hadn't, you know, I hadn't been writing these, started writing these books at that point. I said to her, if I ever write a book, I'm going to have a character in it called Bob Law. So there is a character in the first two books called Bob Law. Yeah. So yeah, he's there. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's for all floors, I think, or something. Lift to all floors, and it's whatever the Welsh is for all floors. <laughs> so like the words you read it would be like what on earth <laughs> yeah yeah and I have got another Welsh uh uh I've got um uh, uh in my in the in the victory book I've got a character called um Alan Ford which is and it's kind of switched around from a, a Welsh I can't remember what it was. I was joking about it with my friend and I can't remember what, what the uh Fourth Alan or something like that. So I can't remember what it means. Like maybe one way street or something like that. You know? <laughs> Not sure. I'll have to ask her again what that is. But yeah, Alan Ford is is my in the book three. I, I don't know if I could get if I could get any more uh, awful Welsh um, names from, <laughs> from from my other books. From we'll have to see. Yeah, it could be a, an interesting challenge for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And spot the readers have to spot the Welsh name there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> Um, if you used any um, of your friends and family um, for inspiration or as character names? Not, no, not really as, as character names, but in the, um, in the first book, my, my character Evie um, is, grows up in Cowley. She's a working class girl who, who goes to a grammar school. And um, I kind of got the idea from my mum, who, who grew up in Cowley. Uh, she, she, she would kill me if she hurt me because my mum was not... Um, around during the war she, she was born at the end of the war but uh, but she also you know was the, was the first in her family to go to a grammar school or the only one in her family to go to a grammar school uh, and so you know again it, it's quite difficult for working class um, people to go to grammar schools because of the cost of the uniform and everything like that so at that kind of that that spark of an idea this girl who the working class girl who goes to a grammar school and then sort of dreams big from there started for my mum but obviously she's not based on but no I don't use names um of family or, or friends in characters like that. I sort of feel like they might take the character yeah might be offended if it turned out to be not very nice they didn't like what the character did or something so no <laughs> I guess um with historical you have to be um era appropriate as well and the names that back then were different anyway weren't they the popular names yeah yeah it's quite because sometimes the names sound really old-fashioned and in this sort of Think, uh, so I try to look for a name that, that, although is appropriate for that age, somehow sounds like a nice name now, you know, not, I don't know, I mean, something like Mavis or whatever. I, I, I could ca have a character called Mavis, but yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. My great nan was called Edna. I just couldn't imagine anyone yeah. being called uh, my nan's Beryl. She doesn't so bad, I suppose, but yeah, I just couldn't see a little could imagine calling a baby Beryl. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When you have a picture of a Beryl, it's someone's rather rather rotund and you know, I don't know. I, you have an image of the name Beryl, don't you? What that means. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I just couldn't imagine just a baby, you know, it'd be so funny. <laughs> yeah. um, so you said you're working on your new series, and then do you know what's coming next for you? No, at mm. the moment, I've, I've, I'm, I'm working on the second book in, in that three book series, so I so I haven't thought ahead, really. I mean, I said I'd love to sort of go back and do another book on the WAF, but in Bomber Command, or... You know, so I've, I've got ideas, but then there's nothing there's nothing planned yet. So I've still got to just get through this, uh, the next one and a half books. So, yeah, <laughs> plenty of work to go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, I don't think I have any more questions for you, unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you about that you want to tell us. No, but it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> That's no problem. Um, so before we go, would you like to just tell everyone where they can find out more about you and where they can get your books? Yeah, um, I do actually have a website now, which is uh, vickybb.co.uk. It's quite very new, uh, but also I've got a Facebook page. Uh, I don't know, what is it, Vicky BB author? I, I, as author, I've gone blank, and, and I, I tend to use Twitter most, if anything. So if you want to sort of see <laughs> something that I, I update more regularly, it'd be Twitter. Uh, you know, it's Facebook when I can think about it and my website whenever I get a new book out, probably, you know, something like that. But um, in my books, you can get them from Amazon, any any shop, I mean, the works. So there are, um, it's paperback as well as eback. And the audio will be out, I think, on Sunday, actually. I think it's the first, is that Sunday, the 1st of August? Yeah, it um, is, yeah. Yeah, so that's when the audio is coming out. But you can get it on any, you can certainly get them online in any shop. And, and in a real shop, the works tend to stop them, yeah. Uh, did you have one to hand? Did you want to flash it in the front of the screen so we can all see? <laughs> and it's got embossed letters. I mean, it's <laughs> I can't stop stroking it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the third book in the series, Victor. It's the one that's just been out, uh, well, been out for a week today. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you.